0: eleven seventy. The answer, San Diego.
1: The Andrea K Show is sponsored by Andrea K.
0: Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay.
2: More dynamite.
3: Welcome to the Ann K. Show. That's right, I am dynamite in a dress. Actually, dynamite in in yoga pants right about now. But that's okay, because I'm always, whether I'm in yoga pants or whether I'm in a dress, I am busting through, exploding through the hype, the hyperbole, and the hypocrisy. And joining me every evening as I do this during your drive time here in San Diego is my buddy, DJ Carrot Steve. DJ Carrot Carrot. Carrot.
4: Carrot. 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 Carrots.
1: No, I hope those aren't the first run of the Lululemons.
3: <laughs> no, I've gone through quite a few iterations of the Lululemons. Hey, wasn't the CEO or the president of Lululemon, didn't he get forced out recently for some shenanigans?
1: I believe so, yeah.
3: Must be a liberal, because that seems to be all the rage out here in liberal land, is all these uh, those chiming in, tweeting out the hashtag MeToo are the ones behind all the shenanigans, trying to get in everybody's yoga pants. Including a couple of women. The interesting thing is, I can't remember her her name right now. DJ Carrotsticks can Google this during the break. We talked about her, I think, last week on the show when Katie Grimes was here. She's my go-to gal for all things crazy liberal here in California. Uh, y'all remember that Diane Feinstein, right, she didn't get the endorsement. She didn't get the, the push the other day, the support. But guess who did? The woman who's actually out on leave right now as a part of the California state legislators because she was under investigation for... Um, alleged um, sexual abuse of men in the workplace. You know, but isn't that always the case? Isn't it always the ones, the liberals, who are pointing the finger, accusing others of committing crimes and of not doing right by the community, and they're the ones with the dirty hands? It's like my my gal, Judge Judy, always says, don't come into my courtroom with dirty hands. Well, you know who's got dirty hands right now? Mr. Run-to-the-microphone, lefty sheriff gun grab and his of cowards down in Florida. Come to find out. This man, who was first to jump out to the microphones and blame the NRA and blame conservatives and blame Tr- President Trump and others for having blood on their hands, he is the man who 's got blood on his every day we find out more and more and more about Sheriff Shortstack and how he provided short shrift shrift to the community in Florida for which he is supposed to serve come to find out that there are more than sixty six investigations. Uh, by the Broward County State Attorney's Office into the Broward County Sheriff's deputies and employees, ranging from drug trafficking to kidnapping, going back to 2012. And guess who was in charge during most of those times? During most of uh, these uh, allegations and these misdeeds, it's none other than Sheriff Shortstack himself. Approximately 66 Broward Sheriff's Office deputies and other employees. This is according to Sarah Carter, who, you know, is like one of the few uh, investigative journalists out there. You know, she's the one who busted uh, the FBI on in regards for so much in investigative reportage involving the FISA warrant. Uh, 66 BSO deputies and other employees, including supervisory personnel, were arrested for, for, charged with, and were convicted of crimes that run the gamut from armed kidnapping to battery, assault, falsifying records, official misconduct, narcotics trafficking, and other crimes involving dishonesty and violence in the years preceding 2013 when uh, a young man was killed see there was a, a a young man who was killed on the streets carrying an air rifle and and involved in that um uh, sheriff israel is actually a part of that investigation 73 colleagues now are asking for, uh, governor rick scott to suspend israel rick scott came out today with a 500 million dollar plan to keep kids safe and i didn't hear him mention In order to keep him safe, the removal of Sheriff Israel himself. How many uh, times? This man has 17 dead people on his hands. He comes out and says he's been an amazing leader. Now we find out his amazing leadership involved the death of a young black man on the street and 66 other crimes that have been alleged in his department. Amazing leadership on top of all the other ways that we've already documented as well as everybody else, the, all the 30-something times that local authorities were sent to this kid's house and they didn't do anything about it, including graphic messages and tips that were, that were called into the sheriff's office, including we also found out uh, the fact now that it, four sheriff's deputies, hid in the bushes, hid behind cars and didn't go in. Now we find out that they were to, that EMT officers were told not to go in and provide triage to students and teachers who lay bleeding out on the scene. Why? It's not just, it wasn't just incompetence. It wasn't just, you know, the, uh, the haze, the fog of war, if you will, uh, at a school. We now know it was actually a part of this man's, the whole thing, everything that happened was actually a part of his leadership. He was asked when he was running for office uh, why he should be reelected, and he talked about his agenda. He talked about how he had successfully implemented policies and approaches to public safety, and I'm quoting him here: that sharply reduced violent crime and burglary burglary rates. How? By greatly quote expanding the juvenile civil citation program and making issuance of civil citations mandatory. For BSO deputies of high school students. In other words, they weren't allowed to arrest Nicholas Cruz. That was a policy that he put in place. It wasn't just an accident. It wasn't just incompetence. It wasn't just that they failed to see the signs. They were instructed not to arrest teenagers. Because it would look good for him in his reelection. On top of it, I haven't been able to corroborate this, but I've heard the other reports that the school district actually got money for. Uh, there was some type of compensation play in the works that um, the fewer the the arrests, the greater the amount of money that the school district got. This was a part of his plan. He goes on to talk about. How Uh, for that, quote, I worked to combat gun violence by openly lobbying legislators to curtail, stand your ground, block open carry legislation and block legislation allowing concealed guns on school campuses. So this guy was behind. Okay, we're not going to arrest high school students who show violent tendencies, who are involved in in violent activities. On top of it, he's working hard to make sure that there was nobody there with a gun to stop it if it occurred. And it gets even worse for Sheriff Shortstack because on top of it, we now see reports that this man, while he was supposed to be providing safety for people on the ground, that he basically ran his entire department as a reelection campaign and a political operation, which could explain why his face was all over all these cars paid for by taxpayers. And I quote, Sheriff Scott Israel has hired from the ranks of his political supporters, building a community outreach wing, his critics say double as a reelection team. He built a politically funded political machine, paying back supporters with jobs and using them to keep him in office. They say the money could be better spent, particularly after the sheriff complained about not having enough funding to secure the county courthouse, where a murder su- uh, suspect recently escaped. Well, maybe if you used... Some of the money to provide safety instead of hiring, for example, he, his outreach manager position earned a salary of $78,489. And who got the gig? The husband of his campaign manager. So is it any wonder that 17 people died under this man's watch? Governor Scott, I ask you, a Republican, you want to put out $500 million in in ways to keep kids safe? Let it start by cleaning up the community and getting rid of a sheriff whose entire department is rife with criminal activity and is nothing but a political machine. That's what you can do. Going to have to take a break here in a minute and go on to my next topic. Before I do, I guess I've got some callers on the line. And I want to see, i got a couple callers waiting. In fact, DJ Carrot Sticks is busy uh, taking calls from people. This is absolutely outrageous. I cannot understand why we've got a governor out there talking about how he doesn't want, he going along with it, saying today that he didn't want teachers on. DJ Carrot Sticks, can we go to the, go? I guess we've got a couple callers waiting. Um, who do we have waiting? It looks like we've got Steve waiting to chime in. Steve, welcome back to the Andrea K Show.
4: Hi, Andrea. Um, you were talking about uh, Sheriff Israel. I, I, I sat there and watched him. He He was making a campaign speech. He wasn't he wasn't talking as a sheriff with concern. He was making a campaign speech. And in his campaign speech, he talked about wanting the sheriffs, the police departments to have the power to monitor The like Facebook and social media and stuff, and if they deemed anything that was anywhere close to violence, they wanted to have the authority to go and confront these people, even to be able to arrest them. Mm -hmm. And then I'm looking at the Baker Act of Florida, and the Baker Act basically is it's it's providing it's misleading as heck, but it's providing individuals with emergency services. And to temporary de- detention for mental health evaluations and treatments. And I was watching last week the uh, Trump had a round table and he had uh, I, apparently some super superintendents and teachers and so on and and so forth, and and they were all sitting around this table. Well, Betty, here's what Betty DeVos come up with.
5: Yeah.
4: She wanted to come come up with uh in the school.
3: We got about a minute left, left, Steve. So we gotta gotta fast forward on it.
4: Okay. All right. Betty DeVos wanted to have a little program where people got into groups, and if somebody didn't want to get into a group, they were going to red flag that kid and say, "Oh, there's a possibility that something. Why do why do they not want to interact? So they're red flagging that kid. Then another guy said that he wanted to be able to be able to determine the mental illness of somebody and wants to act on it with or without a warrant and have them taken into custody and have to go to court and have a court decide what needs to be done with them kids. Now, if this is nothing but taking over, I mean, they're trying to to put fear in everybody's life and then turn around and say, You have a mental illness and you're incapable. Yeah. They're they're trying to say you're incapable. Right. making
3: yeah, got to leave it there, Steve. Yeah, Steve's absolutely right. What, what this is, every, every aspect of it, whether it's about age or whether it's about mental illness, really what what this is not really about, it's not about gun control, it's about human control. And I'm really concerned about uh, giving people the, the right to just claim that somebody else is mentally ill in, in order to keep them from owning a gun. You got to remember that uh, Janet Napolitano tried this uh, when she said that returning veterans from the Iraq and Afghanistan war zones were a greater threat uh, to Americans because they would have. PTSD. Got to take a break. We come back. We got to shift gears. Got to get into my next topic. Um, You're going to want to stay tuned for this. More Andrea K. Show coming up.
6: Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E.
8: Message and data rates may
5: apply.
1: Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat. Just stop. back and the best part bosley's permanent solution is protected by the bosley guarantee let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for 250 dollars off text star one to eight five eight five zero ask about the bosley guarantee s-t-a-r 11 to eight five eight five zero
9: this is jerry boyer of town hall finance for townhall.com Let's remember what all the Mueller memo and FBI hubbub is about the accusation that Trump colluded with Russia to get himself elected. One of the rules for determining who did something is to ask cui bono, who benefits from the election of Trump? Not Russia, that's for sure. The Trump trade has been terrible for Russia. We just published analysis at Town Hall Finance, which shows that Russia was the worst performing of the world's 40 investable markets during Trump's first year in office. Poland, a Russian rival, was one of the best. Trump policies have been highly detrimental to Putin's interests. Most notable is Trump's pro-energy stance, which Putin mouthpieces like cable outlet RT have been denouncing. If Trump really was elected by Russian money, it's one of the worst investments any nation has ever made in human history. I'm Jerry Boyer.
0: The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. America's unique graduate leadership degree offered on its most beautiful campus. AM 1170. The answer.
6: You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer.
3: Welcome back to The Andrea K. Show. You know, here's a, here's a topic that I've been talking about for a while on my show. And I'm, so I'm really pleased to have uh, someone, uh, a, a doctor actually, come at Ph.D. to answer the question, how did we get to a place in this country where Harry became Sally? In fact, that's kind of the title of his book. Although, if you were following the New York Times today on Twitter, man, they they are all over this, saying this is absolutely crazy, how insane, because he's calling transgender people crazy and insane, which is absolutely not the truth. Here to break down all of this is Dr. Ryan Anderson from the Heritage Foundation with his new book, When Harry Became Sally, uh, responding to the transgender movement. Hi, Dr. Anderson. Welcome to The Andrea K. Show.
10: Thank you. Happy to be with you.
3: Okay, so um, time, very timely for you to come out with this book because lots of people the other day were scratching their head about how a boy actually uh, won a girls wrestling match in a high school the other day.
10: It shows you um, how far we've gone. Uh, in the movie, when Harry met Sally, uh, the central theme was whether or not men and women could be just friends. And now today, when Harry became Sally, we're discussing whether or not men can be women whether or not boys can be trapped in the bodies of girls. It shows you how far our, our culture has gone. And that's why we actually need to really um, uh, stop, slow down, hit the pause button, think more critically about what we're doing, especially the children, before we just embrace transgender ideology.
3: Well, and it's interesting because – I don't know how we got here because the party of science that wants to tell us it's her body, her choice, uh, even though it's se- a completely separate human being with separate DNA, now wants to tell us that, that gender is um, you know, a choice basically and that you know uh, they've even come up with all these terms for it cisgender this and which I don't even understand I I will tell you that I was uh, one of these kids when I was a girl I thought a mistake had been made and I should have been a boy this went on for most of my childhood Um, fortunately for me I did not have parents that uh, of course we weren't doing this at at this point in, in America my parents basically just ignored it and and then sure enough when puberty kicked in and hormones kicked in I kind of grew out of it and you know so this is this is a topic that's very personal to me doctor because I was literally one of those kids and now instead of having you know parents just ignore it and wait and see what's going to happen with it with a kid now we're putting kids we're, we're letting little children who are not even old enough to decide whether or not they can have Pop Tarts for dinner are making the choice to take these hormone blockers and permanently alter the rest of their life.
10: That's exactly right. Um, what I show in the book is that the best science on this shows that 80 to 95% of children who experience a gender identity conflict will naturally grow out of it. Uh, they'll do exactly what you just described in your own life. They might identify as the opposite sex or a slave. But if they're allowed to continue development, if they're given the time and the space, they'll grow out of it, and then they will re-identify with their body. But new therapies, they're putting children on puberty-blocking drugs, they're giving testosterone to girls, they're giving estrogen to boys. Uh, We have no idea what the outcomes will be. Uh, Many people fear that this will actually lock in a transgender identity uh, psychologically, but then physically, we don't even know what the long-term physical consequences are of transitioning uh, children at such a young age.
3: Well, and I don't know if you've watched uh, the uh, reality show, I Am Jazz. And um, I, I have watched it, and I feel really bad for for this uh, young person because they put this this um, boy on these blockers, and now this jazz has gone around trying to find a doctor to perform the transition sur- surgery. And the doctors are saying, "Well, we can't because you took these hormone blockers, and now we don't even have enough of your own skin tissue, your own tissue to actually perform it." No, by the way, uh, she's still suffering uh, depression and is self medicating and nothing has been solved this person is no happier today than than uh when they started this process and i feel really bad and i and i feel like it's important that we talk about this because i saw the attacks against you and anybody who wants to have an honest conversation out of care out of love for for these people um and and want to discuss things uh you we're just attacked right
10: unfortunately that's the approach of the left they want to silence and shame Anyone who will say, uh, let's not rush into transitioning, let's question what the underlying causes are of a child's gender identity conflict, and let's try to address those underlying causes. Let's direct our therapy at the thoughts and the feelings rather than at the body. Uh, the left right now is trying to silence and shame us, which is why uh, it's important that we're having this conversation on the radio right now. It's why I wrote this book, because we can speak directly to the American people, um, ordinary Americans don't, elite, uh, don't agree with the transgender activists. Uh, and so this book is meant to really equip all of our listeners on how to understand what's going on, and then more importantly, how to respond. Uh, really, it's really meant to empower people to speak the truth in love.
3: So what do you recommend to parents then if they have, because I know the parents of jazz love their kid, and they think, you know what, if this is where my kid is at, I want to help my child reach happiness without really understanding they're hurting their kid in in the long run. Um, How do you recommend parents handle this?
10: Yeah, I mean, and you're exactly right. So many parents, all they want to do is what's in the best interest of their child. And the problem is that many of the transgender activists are telling parents that what's in the best interest of your child are puberty-blocking drugs, are cross-sex hormones. Uh, So what parents need to know is that um, in many cases, simply allowing your child to pass through this phase will be sufficient for them to re-identify with their body. In some cases, they might need help, and the type of help um, would be someone who can help talk to them about what it means to be a boy, what it means to be a girl, why they can be a boy and enjoy all the interest that they think makes them a girl, Mm -hmm. how they don't have to transition to be comfortable being who they are in their own bodies. Um, There are people who can help children better understand uh, the reality of their physical embodiment and not rely on stereotypes. So often it's actually sex stereotypes that sometimes create the gender dysphoria and then prompt people to want to transition.
3: Yeah, I actually saw a report with one one child who was transitioning and regretted it and said at the time that he was saying that because he he was saying that he wanted to be a girl when he was little because he saw that his new his new little sister was getting all this attention and he wanted to be loved like her and it was just basically sibling rivalry. I think, you know, wh- I think what you do is you tell your child you feel this way today but the reality is, is here's what puberty is and, you know, your your brain doesn't get fully developed till you're 24, your body it hasn't even begun developing yet, you know. Know, let's see where you're at ten years from now, fifteen years from now. Then, when you're an adult, and if that's something that you want, you know you as an adult, you've then got the right. Uh, to to pursue that, if if, if that's what you want, um, where we've got now is we've got the government involved trying to force parents to handle things in a certain way, and we saw a case in Ohio in which it uh, wasn't a teen removed from a home, and the, and the parents were not even allowed to continue to take a per- parenting role over the teenager. Yes,
10: yeah, so in Cincinnati, about uh, ten days ago now, um, a judge um, removed custody of of a child, a 17-year-old girl who wants to transition to be a boy. And I think you you hit on a really important distinction between adults and children. Uh, We live in a free country, and adults are free to make their own mistakes. Um, Children should be given the time to mature um, before making drastic changes to their bodies um, that they might live to one day regret. The chapter of the book that was um, hardest to research and write are the chapter on people who transitioned and then detransitioned. Uh, especially the people who transitioned when they were in high school and then 5, 10, 15 years later regret it. Um, and so it's important that people know about these stories because the media is not reporting on them. Yeah. And then there's another chapter that it just goes through a clinical case study after case study of children who had gender dysphoria and then received appropriate care and didn't transition. Uh, and that's what we would want for, for everyone's child.
3: Well, and I think what we would want for everyone's child is, you know, we don't we don't put children through experimental me- medical treatments in this country, and these hormone blockers are experimental treatments. If we wouldn't put a child through experimental cancer treatments or experimental treatments to treat, you know, some other, you know, disease, why are we doing this here? One of the things that I learned from this uh, uh, show, I Am Jazz, is I, I heard doctors tell Jazz, we have no idea what this is doing to your body. This is completely experimental, and to me, that approach is an area of child abuse when you're putting your kid on medications when you have there has been not enough studies or research to understand the outcome um you know um if i can if i can stretch dg carrot sticks one more minute um 30 seconds why what's the politics behind why this is being pushed right now and how can we and how can we stop it because this is being pushed in our schools 30 seconds yeah i
10: mean the politics here is that there was an LGBT um, activist community. Once they won on the LGBT part, redefining marriage, all of their energies got directed at the T part, redefining sex and gender. Okay. Uh, how do we push back? Knowledge is power. You have to understand what's going on so you can respond to it.
3: How can people get your book?
10: Uh, when, wherever books are sold. You can get at Barnes & Noble, you can get it on Amazon, Kindle, iBook, uh, wherever books are sold.
3: This is such an important topic to me, near and dear to my heart, because because I was that kid. And I'm just so grateful that I didn't have parents or a school try to force uh, or to, you know, uh, try to try to force a permanent outcome on me instead of just letting nature take its course. Thank you, Dr. Anderson. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Now, when we come back, is that true? Did did the California liberals, were they successful in stopping? The Trump wall, there's an update. Something happened here in the courts today. Stay tuned. We're Andrea K. Show coming up.
6: Want more Andrea K.? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. And like her Facebook page at Andrea K.,
7: spelled K-A-Y-E. Call me for a free consultation at 858-792-3444. That's 858-792-3444. Your family will be dealing with enough. So give me a call at 858-792-3444.
11: Dennis Prager here for My Hearing Centers in San Diego talking about their latest technology, Signia NX. My Hearing Centers is looking for San Diegans to test drive the best-sounding, most convenient hearing aids ever. Using revolutionary dual processors, Signia NX. Has the most advanced soundscape processing in the industry, giving you superior speech understanding, especially in noise. If you or a loved one is, or are, having difficulty hearing, or if understanding speech is becoming difficult, you're needed to try these innovative devices. Schedule an appointment today, and you'll be given the opportunity to try this first-ever natural-sounding new technology right in their office. Call and schedule your free hearing evaluation and free trial in a San Diego area office near you with absolutely no fee or commitment. To be a part of this test, Google My Hearing Centers or call 619-822-2686. That's 619-822-2686 or Google My Hearing Centers for more information.
2: call AIG Direct for a free no obligation quote. The call takes less than 5 minutes and you could save up to 70%. Call now. 1-800-981-0472 That's 1-800-981-0472 1-800-981-0472 Larry Elder here. If you or someone you know is thinking about selling a home I strongly recommend my trusted friend and military veteran, Realtor John Reeves of Reeve Point Real Estate John sold 327 homes in 2017. That's one home sold every 27 hours selling more homes than any other agent means he can do so much more for you in fact he can buy your home if it doesn't sell he'll guarantee it if by some chance your home doesn't sell John will buy it at a price acceptable to you guaranteed in writing how can he do that John has proprietary systems and already has the buyers in fact over 4,000 ready buyers in his exclusive database John nets his sellers nearly 3% more money which means more money in your pocket and that's why over 327 families chose John Reeves to sell their home last year and why you should too. Call John Reeves at Reeve Point Real Estate now. 858-800-HOME 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 That's 858-800-HOME AM 1170 The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM
6: 1170 The Answer.
3: Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. San Diego is at the heart of of the whole wall controversy, because we've got I think thirty or forty prototypes down there. In fact, President Trump's going to be visiting San Diego in March. Um, I am in the process of scheduling a tour down there. Um, but is the wall going to be built? Because there was actually a lawsuit involving Judge Curiel. I don't know if you guys remember him. That was uh, there was some controversy about him during uh, trump's campaign uh good news uh they lost the uh lawsuit the locals down here tried to file a lawsuit saying that he didn't have the authority to build the wall as well as there were environmental concerns and judge curiel said uh yes that uh, the trump administration had every right to build the wall so that is going forward that uh is one piece of news involving immigration um, uh, but did you guys hear the rest involving, um, the courts again, joining me now to discuss that is Maria Espinoza. She's the national director of the remembrance project and, uh, Maria, welcome back to the Andrea K show. Hello, Andrea. Can you hear me? Okay. I can. Um, what Great. a disappointment to hear that SCOTUS, the Supreme court <laughs> refused to hear this, uh, case on DACA, president Obama right signed an executive order creating this DACA situation. So President Trump, as the President of the United States, signs an executive order saying we're ending DACA come March 2nd because he's putting it back to Congress because that's their job. It was President Obama himself who said 20-something times on the campaign trail he didn't legally have the right to do that. Then he turned right around and did it. So all President Trump did was resend it and put it back to where it belonged the legislators so then the courts filed an injunction so they went to the supreme court and said hey wait a second you know this right the american people are like how is this happening maria that the courts have hijacked mm-hmm. our immigration
5: right they're you know liberal judges with very Uh, liberal personal agendas and instead of uh, fulfilling their role as you know like a judge you know they're pushing their personal agendas and you're right Um, you would think that a order coming out of the executive branch could be rescinded by the executive branch and here these liberal courts obviously are saying no way but you know um Someone else mentioned this is a setback, but I don't see it as a setback because the administration can go back to the courts and exhaust their appeals and work their way back to the Supreme Court. Um, And, you know, it gives us more time to rally behind the rule of law, to rally behind President Trump's wall, rally behind a mandated e-verify and rally to speak out and call our elected officials and let them know that we demand that Americans and America is protected. That's key. And we also have to let President Trump know that we will support him and his um, wall and everything that he's wanted. And we want him to stand strong on no amnesty like he campaigned. Um, You know, so I think it's very important that everyone call the White House at two zero two four five six eleven eleven and make this known to the president.
3: Yes, absolutely. I I, um, I don't know how you feel if he ends up giving amnesty. I think I can live with that if we finally get a wall, but I think where most people are concerned is that he's going to give amnesty first and without any funding and without any progress on the wall because then that puts us right back where we were with Ronald Reagan. I think there, there's – if he wants to compromise, great. The compromise should be that they get to stay here legally in this country. They should never be rewarded with amnesty in in the form of becoming citizens because then that gives them – um a benefit of being able to vote and you know if we're looking at millions of people I think it's I think it's a uh, uh privilege that should not ever be granted to somebody who's in this country illegally. I might feel a little bit differently about it if they were gracious right now, if we didn't have DACA recipients uh, using ugly language, speaking um, in vile manners and disrespectfully against this country. They've already been given far too many benefits over American citizens, and we see what's happening here. And, And then on top of it, we've got this chain migration, where we've actually got these DACA advocates saying not only should they get amnesty, but their, the parents who brought them here and who committed crimes in doing so, so should get amnesty, and then they should be able to bring every cousin, aunt, uncle, and hoo ha
5: family member here. And right.
3: it, it, we we've got to finally put an end to it. I'm
5: going to I'm going to jump in there, Andrea, because we are absolutely not in favor of amnesty because we've already been down this road. Number one, the American people were left holding the bag. Left spending billions of dollars on illegal aliens to process just the DACA recipients would cost the American taxpayer $26 billion. And it's already being proven that they're not all valedictorians. Oh, no.
3: We had had one arrested last week. We had one arrested just a few days ago in New York for threatening to shoot up a school, saying, I'm going to, you know, uh, shoot all
5: your biatches. So, yeah. yeah. Exactly and to, and with a fake profile at
11: that you know, yeah so, you I, know, in fact excuse
3: me for interrupting in fact I think it's something upwards of 2400 DACA recipients have committed crimes every everything from low-level beefs all the way up to murder so these are not our best in our brightest right, right. so but Absolutely. let me clarify so when you say you're not for amnesty you mean you don't even want them to ever get granted legal status
5: Absolutely. Do you know why? Because we have a process to come in the front door. It was to be a slap in the face to all the stolen lives families, the angel moms and dads, angel families that have lost the level at the hands of illegal aliens because our current laws are not enforced and because these elected officials have for decades have done what they're doing now. Legislate against American taxpayer, legislate against American families. So it's high time that these elected officials grew a backbone and legislated for the benefit of America and Americans. And we have a big front door, just like my dad came through. And are we going to reimburse all the legal immigrants who waited and paid and did it the right way? We're going to allow these people to cut in line? And remember, most of them are adults. The average age is 24 years old, up to 37 years old. And, you know, I had a conversation with a congressman this evening, and he said, well, Maria, what, yes, what are we going to do? I said, well, that's simple. Enforce existing laws. We have laws already on the books. So why are we becoming a lawless nation? And that's our choice. Do we want to be a lawful nation or a lawless nation? Absolutely. you know that it, it's simple, but you know they depict these DACA recipients as children. and I told them a story, a true story about a a twenty three at that time year old um, illegal alien from Mexico who was brought here as a toddler through no fault of his own. He killed a mother of four, stabbed her in the heart. Wow. supposedly this was his first crime. Guess where he went to, the first place he ran to. That country that he didn't know anything about ran to Mexico, and he killed a 96-year-old woman while he was there, but when he was tried, he was extradited, brought back, tried in Houston, Texas. The jury was not told about the 96-year-old woman who he had murdered. Well, I, you know, I,
3: yeah, you make a great argument. There's really no reason. If we're, we're, we're a nation of laws, you don't reward people, uh, who have, have broken the laws and are here illegally. And we had, there was, there was a few DACA recipients, quite a few that were saying either give us this or we're going to go back to our, to our, you know, home countries. Well, who's stopping you? And if it's that easy to go, go, then what's with the, what's with the argument that you can't go there? You know what? If these people have supposedly been, um, been taking a part of our system and know our system really well and have benefited from it and are contributing or whatever then then they should have learned enough about the free market system and the beauty of it to take what they've learned to go back and make their make their home country
5: what it needs to be and, and, make, and, it, and, and make it and make it better there
3: too final thoughts because oh, uh, i'm gonna have to let the, you go the,
5: yes we have to be careful on the omnibus coming up on march 23rd it sounds like some of these very moderate republicans are going to try to sneak that in on that omnibus um spending bill so we have to watch that call all your representatives And also know that this is not the end of the amnesty. They want everyone amnesty.
3: Yes. yes, and anybody, and Donald Trump at the time, not a president, has said, I think it was a couple of years ago, said that the Republicans were crazy if they thought that all these people that got amnesty were going to vote for Republicans. They're not. They're going to vote for the party of entitlement because these are people that are here that either, um, it's like you said, I mean, most of these people are not. How many of them are actually contributing to our society? You know, these are people that that for the most part are uh, on some form of assistance and uh, right. they, they are here on on these entitlement programs and that's why so many people come here illegally into this country and they're not going to vote for
5: a republican they're going to vote for for the right. democrats and so Absolutely. you know yeah and i'm gonna give my website andrea at uh, www.theremembranceproject.org please sign up to get our email sign our petition and if you can spare ten dollars please donate we we are working very hard like everyone else and and we need your help
3: All right. Well, thank you so much, Maria Espinoza. I appreciate it. God bless
5: you, Andrea. Thank you. Thank
3: you. She's so right. You know, I was talking about this the other day with these high school kids out of Florida. The left loves to use... Uh, and exploit children when they can to push their agenda and I even said that these high school kids out of Florida were the new the new dreamers it, because they they prey on the good the generous philanthropic heart of Americans. but you know what people elected President Trump to put America first because we just can't afford it anymore you know the African Americans said to President Trump we've had 60 million through a open borders of America we've had 60 million almost an entire country of people flood into this country over the years and they're taking jobs away from Americans. They're increasing the debt there. We have, uh, when I first moved to California, my mother who worked for a, an administrative law judge who the, what they did every day was hear cases against employers who hired illegals. It was called knowing hires. My mother told me at the time by the year 2000, every California resident is going to be supporting 20 illegals in this country. And it's gotten worse. We cannot continue to afford it on top of it. So many of them coming here, it, it you know, you have to press one for English because they don't want to learn the language. They don't want to assimilate into our country, which is another problem that we have. We need a merit-based system. We need people coming here who can afford to come here they have sponsors and have something to contribute to society. We have created a problem and a monster, and we, we've we got to do something to stop it. Maria is correct. I'm going to take a break. We come back. We're going to get into the final segment of The Andrea K. Show. Who... President Trump announced today he's running for re-election in 2020. But who else did, as a Republican, say that he's going to possibly run for president? And we also have a celebrity who said she wants to run for Congress. Those topics and more coming up.
6: Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E.
2: The only bed I sleep on is the same one you'll find at some of the world's best prestigious hotels. Hi, Larry Elder here. And after two back surgeries and a shoulder operation, I would ache when I got up until I got a duck's bed. The deep sleep I get with my duck's bed is extraordinary. For six decades, Everett Stuns has been home of the finest beds, bedding, and bath linens from around the world. And Everett Stuns is the only place in San Diego where you can experience the ducks' difference for yourself. It's one of their exclusive lines of adjustable and flat beds that can be custom made to your own specifications, including the Savvy Rest Organic Latex Mattresses and the Reverie Sleep System with Power Base. And this beautiful showpiece is your ultimate destination for deep sleep. Only at Everett Stuns on Girard, next to Harry's Coffee Shop in La Jolla, where one visit is worth thousands of luxurious nights.
12: Hi, folks. Jim Peterson with Peterson Dean. Look, we want to help you save on your electric bill in 2018. The federal tax credit of 30% is set to sunset in 2020, and it's going down each year before that, but not now. 30% is still available, and we have no money down, no interest, and no payments for six months. And if you buy three panels, you get one free. Are you kidding me? Buy three, get one free, and you can get a whole home backup energy storage battery for me for $29.99 a month. No money down, no interest, and no payments. Solar saves you money. Give me a call right now, 888-366-5498, 888-366-5498. Look, I've been doing this for almost 40 years. I'm the best. Forget the rest, 888-366-5498 or at petersondean.com. No money, no interest, no down. Get the battery for 29 bucks a month. 888-366-5498. CSLB 468-117.
9: Now's the time to call and enroll your student at a quality private school for half price. Call now, 844-800-5757. AM 1170 The Answer has lined up some of San Diego's finest private schools just for you. Call AM 1170 The Answer and get the 2018-19 school year, preschool through high school, for half price. This is such a blessing that will save your family a lot of money. So what are you waiting for? See the complete list of schools at am1170theanswer.com or tap the AM 1170 mobile app. Pick your school? Then call us at 844-800-5757 to lock in your child or grandchild's enrollment for half price. Give your student the solid foundation they can only get from a quality private school. Call now and give them that education for half price. Don't wait. These schools are going fast. Call now. 844-800-5757. 844-800-5757. 2018-19 school year for half price. 844-800-5757. AM
6: 1170. The answer you're listening to the Andrea K show on AM 1170. The answer.
3: Welcome back to the Andrea K show. Uh, you know, we got to take a few minutes here for some college crazy. I mean, it has just gotten absolutely insane. First last week, we hear that President Trump, one year in office, was picked by 150-something uh, political science professors as being the worst president in history. I mean, you don't have any credibility when you're doing that. He Right now, there, were, uh, the, there was a report that came out. He has implemented today, I posted this to my Facebook wall, 65% of, of his agenda has already been put in place. That is greater than my man Ronald Reagan at this point. But what's more going college crazy here at San Diego State in San Diego, a report came out today that there is a class. It's supposed to be just a weekend class, but it's a class where the students have to have to do some report as to whether or not President Trump should be impeached or arrested or something. I mean, how does that even constitute as anything even remotely viable as a course? I mean, you want to pay for your kids to go to that? I mean, that's almost as bad as DJ Carrotsticks having to go to some class confronting his male whiteness or something here at Cal State Marcos. Then I hear tonight that I guess there's this thing going around college campuses called the free speech ball. And they roll around this big, like beach ball. And as an exercise in free speech, the students are supposed to write on it. And, but then the latest craze is to stab it and pop it. It's like, are you kidding me? If my parents had found out that kind of dopey stuff was going on that's what they were paying tuition for me to be involved in, they would have yanked me home and said, you go back to Fasulo drugs and working behind the pharmacy counter. We ain't paying for that. This is ridiculous. People are talking about, "Oh, you know, they're popping the free speech ball." It's it's not even just that story to me. Isn't even just about the attack on free speech. It's about the stupidity that's going on when we have kids coming out of college with $200,000 in debt and struggling to get jobs. Well, maybe it's cuz they're 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 not learning anything that's appropriate for the workplace. They're out there popping beach balls. It's stupid. It's ridiculous. And and, and that's not an appropriate class. Some people said today that it's illegal for them to be, uh, because it's subversion, teaching a class where you're encouraging students to try to unseat a president. It's actually a school, an education exercise, if you will. I don't see it as any, a legitimate attempt to try to overthrow President Trump. And speaking of that, he announced today, he's running for re-election. Who does that? One year in, you're already announcing re-election? I put it out there as a strategy question, DJ Karasics. I don't know what you think about it, but by and large, everybody on. Facebook thought it was a great idea. Why not? It's already making the liberals crazy. But you know who else it might be making crazy? Did y'all know that we've got another Republican that's kind of already announced. He didn't make it official. He hasn't opened up an exploratory campaign yet. But John Kasich, the spitter, has says he thinks he's going to run in 2020. He said that whole thing about him only winning one state. That's just because he didn't get all the media attention that Trump got and 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 Trump got too much play mocking him for shoving hamburgers or whatever it was in his face. No, Kasich says the problem for him was media. He didn't get enough media and the media he got was the use, allowing Trump to bash him too much. And if he just gets the right the right media, Kasich he thinks he can take this thing in 2020. I think somebody needs to pop his ball like they're popping that free speech ball cuz that dude is crazy. He in fact uh The one one big piece of legislation that President Trump was part of his campaign and why he's only implemented 65% at this point, not all of it, is because too many rhinos in the party don't want to do the right thing for Obamacare. So speaking of Kasich, he's gotten together in this bipartisan uh, group that's going to fix the Obamacare problem. Only the problem is, is that John Kasich and the other, uh, the Democrat and the independent that he's partnered there, partnered with their idea of fixing the Obamacare situation is to restore what President Trump took out, which was the mandate and the insurance subsidies that are paid for by taxpayers. No, that's not an effective solution to go back to what created the problem in the first place, which is nothing but an income redistribution scheme. It it was never about anything. But breaking the back of the system in order to then get us one step closer to single-payer. John Kasich, you ain't going anywhere in 2020. You couldn't win. You know, not even any of my family members in Ohio voted for you then. It ain't even going to happen. But... Guess who else threw her hat in the ring, Stacy Dash. I don't know if you guys remember her from Clueless, beautiful African American gal she got booted off of outnumbered cuz she I think she was just a little too conservative for some folks. Well, she announced today that she's running for Congress. I am going to reach out and hopefully bring her onto the show. DJ Carrot Sticks, you know who I'm talking about, Stacy Dash. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know what? She's she somebody like her, she is articulate, she is beautiful, she knows how to speak. Speak. She is right on the issues. I think she could take this thing. So we're going to reach out to her DJ carrot sticks and try to get her on the show. Her and that yummy Antonio Zapato Jr. who's running for Congress. You know, we need more, more. Uh, I think
1: these. she's yummier.
3: You think she's yum- Well, you know, if I were a guy, I'd be saying she's yummy. I think they're kind of neck and neck. Y'all, tell me what you think. Hey, you're gonna to want to tune in for tomorrow's show because we've got a couple of great guests for you. Speaking of yummy and fabulous and awesome, Colonel Allen West is going to be back on the Andrea K. Show tomorrow, and he is hot. He is warm over what Van Jones had to say about the NRA. And uh, the KKK, Alan West was not happy about that. You're going to want to hear from him. And we also have local Sheriff Gore, who's going to be here from San Diego, who is actually we got a sheriff in San Diego who's actually doing good things for our community, and it's going to make you feel good about that. So we have got a little West Coast Wednesday happening tomorrow on the Andrea K Show. Thanks everybody for being here. Thanks to all my guests. Thank you, DJ Carrot Sticks. Follow me on Twitter. Let's keep the conversation rolling on Facebook. Have a great night, everybody.
1: The Andrea Kay Show is sponsored by Andrea K